I always feel like I have something to prove, especially because I started out as a manager. People think that that was all I'll ever be or that I ever was. So it's it's like you're constantly trying to prove yourself. But now, being queen, it's like you can shove it up their butts a little bit more, you know. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character with me, Ryan Satin. This week, we've got royalty on the show again. Last week, we had King Woods. Now we've got the queen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Queen Zelina. Zelina Vega, thank you so much for doing this today. I appreciate it. There we go. You're already getting that down perfect. I like it. <laughs> thank you for having me. This is going to be awesome. Yes, definitely. We've talked a bunch of times, but not at length like this. So, so I'm very excited to do it. And I'm going to start off with what I start off most of my interviews asking, and that, that is, how much of your real true self is there in the character that you play on TV? Uh, well, it depends on the situation, but um, I would say, like, it's, it's really me, but it's just dialed up to a 10, and it's, it's just being a jerk, and I enjoy being a jerk, because you're not supposed to, right? Like, in everyday life, you're supposed to be nice, and, you know, mind your mouth and whatever but um i just pull from who i used to be <laughs> uh, when i grew up in new york to where um i'd like to be like and just playing these characters especially with you know being queen that that's just so much fun well since you mentioned it you know how much would you say that your personality and life is influenced by where you grew up oh my god so much um especially being uh smaller i've had to use my mouth to get out of certain situations and you know you learn to be quick and witty and you know if you can't really shut down somebody using your strength like someone say like Bianca um then you use your mouth and you make them feel this small so it's it's definitely I mean look at someone like Paul Heyman you know it's just like we're both from New York and it's, we, we just have that wit about us you know we just just it's the swag that you have coming out of New York so yeah, I, that's, that's actually why I asked it, because I feel like you are a very outspoken person. You're not someone who's going to keep your feelings to yourself, uh, at least not all the time. And I, no. I, I, it, <laughs> that does feel like a, like a, like a New York kind of thing. I'm, I'm an L.A. guy, and I think that we're very fake out here and superficial. And so it's very different than people from Queens who they'll tell you exactly what they're thinking and what's on their mind. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... It it gets me in trouble sometimes, so I've learned to stop <laughs> or or to tone it down a little bit. But this is where um, in my character I don't have to tone it down. I can actually turn it up, and that's where the fun comes in. And you know, um, again now talking with an accent and making sure that everybody knows that I'm royalty now. It's much more fun. You get to just add like a piece of yourself that you know is now there because you're somehow related to royalty. See, I found out that I am a distant cousin of the royal family's aunts and nephews twice removed. Okay. So that's why I talk like this. Okay. <laughs> that, <laughs> dude, accents are hard. I, I feel like if you get if you're gonna commit to an accent, like it's not easy because people are gonna call <laughs> you out on it like, well that's not how we sound and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And then I want you to be mad about it. I want you to tweet about it. I want to hear all of the reasons why you hate me. This is what I, I just love it. That is the New Yorker in you for sure that you like to hear when people hate you because I'm like the opposite as much as I pretend I'm like oh, I just want people to say nice things to me like can you just say you liked my show not that you hate me as a person. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing right it's like okay but there's a lot of people who take it like just crazy like not only doing the most but they're doing the utmost because <laughs> like okay so you're feeling some type of way about my character and you don't like this she has an accent or whatever. 
but now you're gonna say oh and you know man f her and her cats bro like whoa whoa let's just chill out a little bit i didn't even come at you i don't even know you so you know or, or just calling people stupid for no reason it just really comes from uh not caring not caring and then just making making it a part of it if i can make you feel some type of way to the point where it's that strong um i did my job well speaking of your personality i feel like it really shines through on tiktok I think TikTok, you do such a good job of like showing your personality, your, your, your humor, the different things that you're doing. Um, and in my opinion, I feel like you have the best one in WWE. Thank you. I think that our um, truth actually has the best one, but um, I appreciate that. It's, it's, it's just fun. Like it's just another avenue to just be silly and connect with people. And um, a lot of people are like, whoa, I didn't even think that she was funny. I didn't even think that she, I didn't know she really had seven cats. I didn't know that she cosplayed like Rock Lee and all of her Naruto characters. I didn't know she really knew about anime. I thought she was fake. So, you know, <laughs> it's a little outlet. Well, I think that what I, what I like about TikTok is that it groups in certain, uh, you know, communities together or like-minded people together. So I think that's probably why I end up getting served your videos more than the R-Truth videos, because his are also hilarious and he's really good at it. But I like that you're usually, I feel like you're usually going on the trends that are, that are happening, which is why my For You page is always showing it to me, because you're good at like taking that trend that people are talking about and applying it to yourself. Yeah, and just making it silly, like if it can, somehow fit me like as i'm even just looking at the screen like i saw one that um it was so ridiculous because you can try so hard on some tiktoks and they'll get like you know decent views but then the one where i was just i was in a bathroom and i was like looking in the mirror and i was like oh i can record this tiktok it's super easy it's a challenge can you mouth the words and i ended up doing it wrong by the way um <laughs> can you mouth the words of this song and that one got like almost three million views and i'm like how how did i didn't even try but TikTok is weird. I don't know. I've realized is it, is it, is it's because it's the opposite of Instagram. Instagram, it's designed <laughs> to to for you to show off how much you go out, how many things that you do, all the cool stuff that you're doing, so you can be an influencer. Whereas TikTok, it it does encourage you to take videos on the toilet. Like it's like it's like hey, just, take, <laughs> just say something into the camera wherever you are, no matter what you're feeling. Just just say it, you know. And those ones all do yeah. way better. It's crazy. I I also do not understand the TikTok algorithm yet. It's very confusing. Yeah, it's it's weird. And then like, I just posted this one about my cats because people think it's like, oh my god, yeah, you should totally get a bangle. It's so cute. It's so this. I'm like, yeah, get a bangle sure and then he learns how to open doors and he learns how to open cabinets and then you know and then people are like oh sure that happened no 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 but when you see the tiktok which i added it was a trend and i put it in there and it's just a blend of like some cool little challenge and then my crazy life so yeah i uh i i saw another video that you posted recently where it was a. Uh all your not red flags it was all the green flags about you i believe is how you oh, yeah. it. And, <laughs> and uh and one thing in there because i even was reading them and i was like oh there's things in there that <laughs> i don't even know about her like I, like it said that you wrote in there that you uh collect action figures and statues and i was like i don't think i knew mm. that she collects statues like so is that just kind of like the the kind of like anime different character statues and stuff yeah, I um, I actually just yesterday I went to this um, place called K-pop in USA, and I got um, a big Tanjiro from um, Demon Slayer. So I just I love collecting statues. Actually, there was someone that I met um, 
he has a YouTube, uh, it's called BAM Collectibles, and he has, like, a life-size Kakashi from Naruto. He has, like, all the coolest statues from Naruto, and I was like, teach me your ways. Where can I get these? <laughs> like, so he's helped me get, like, all of the ones that I really wanted. My new Rock Lee I have um, coming in. I have a new Itachi coming in. So I, I love collecting statues. Actually, um, I have my own room. This sounds so bad. I have my own room of just statues and collectibles and cosplay. And then Tommy has his room of just Transformers and like a bunch of other stuff too. It's just we have our own rooms for our collectibles. I can't wait until we can actually like put them up, put them up. No, I feel like you'll still you'll still keep them in your hide hideaway zone. It's like it's like your your special area that you can go to. Kind of like Mick Foley has his Christmas Christmas room. Uh, I think that your room yeah. is going to be your action figure room. My, my best friend Jamie Iovine is the same way. He has a whole room full of all of his wrestling toys and statues and all that kind of stuff. And I'm very jealous that he has a whole room <laughs> dedicated to all of that stuff. He also has a Darth Maul statue that's lifelike that I'm so jealous of because it's it's oh it's the size of a person and it just stands in his living room and it's so scary when you first walk in because it, <laughs> it looks like Darth Maul is just standing there in the corner all all sketchy and prepared to fight you if, if need be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love, I love that. I love that you collect statues and stuff though because I feel like that's such like a, a deep nerdy thing that you wouldn't expect like a, a girl who's into fashion and all the things that you're into to be doing. You know, <laughs> I, I, I love that kind of stuff and I think that uh, it's nice to own your nerdiness like that. Yeah, well, because, you know, you used to get made fun of in high school and middle school for liking all those things. And now all of a sudden it's the cool thing to do. And like, you know, you, it's funny because I was like, I, I remember seeing on, um, I think it was Instagram, probably Instagram, but this girl, and I'm not going to say who, because you guys don't even know who I'm talking about. But um, someone that I went to school with specifically, um, she had ripped down my, like for my locker, I had a Hardee's um, like picture on my locker. And she ripped it off and she was just like, oh, this is so stupid. And she like threw it away and she'd always make fun of me for liking like, you know, Pokemon and all this stuff. And and then come signing with WWE and everything. She's like, oh, my God, I knew you can do you knew I can do it since since when? Since when did this happen? The switch and then the, you know, you used to make fun of me for knowing the pokey rap. And now all of a sudden it's really cool that I have all these statues and like, oh, you're, you're on Instagram with, oh, you like. Pikachu, of course you do. Yeah, that's cute. Did you, when she said something to you, like congratulations, did you say any of that back? Because I have had people who were very mean to me do something similar when they saw me on like TMZ or something. And I was like, yo, you, F you, you know, like, why are you talking mm -hmm. to me? It's hard to, it's hard to say something back. Were you above it or, or did you say that to them? Would I ever be above it? No, I said, uh, new phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I love, honestly, it's the best feeling when someone has to do that too, because it's like the ultimate win. You're like, oh, cool. So this person was just insecure about themselves that whole time, and I wasn't. Great, good for me. Exactly, and you, when you embrace those things early and then it becomes cool later, it is one of the most frustrating things ever, but... Hey, you know what? As long as it's like being accepted now and, and people are, I, what I think is cool, especially with like um, Comic Cons and cosplays and stuff like that, like you see so many different people into it. And like, again, you like you said earlier, yes, I'm into fashion and yes, I'm into like, but you would never think like, oh, she's Queen Zelina on WWE. Oh, she collects 
Naruto statues. Oh, she has seven cats. What? Like, there's just so many things that people wouldn't expect um, coming out of me. So I think that's uh, people are slowly starting to peel back. I wear different hats, you know, like especially this hat, it's the Akatsuki hat. Like, it's just different parts of me that I like. I feel so bad that I know nothing about anime for the past few interviews that I've done. <laughs> like, I had you and I had Woods. Uh, I had Keith Leon before. I just and and they're all talking about yeah. anime, and and I'm just like, man, I. I don't even know what where to even start on anime. I had to make a TikTok video this week and I had to figure out what Woods was talking about in a very specific uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. And I was very proud of myself for making it work. But uh, yeah, I th the whole anime thing, I never, it never was in my realm at all, but people seem to love it. Well, then I have a challenge for you. Okay. If by the fifth episode, like you need to watch, start watching Naruto. That's okay. just what you're gonna do. Um, <laughs> and by the fifth episode, if you're not hooked, then fine, I'll freak off. But like, if by the fifth episode you're into it, you're gonna be hooked all the way through. Like that's how I was when I, I remember like when I first started watching it. This was like oh God years and years ago, but everyone was watching it at that time, and I was like, no, I'm a little rebel. I'm not gonna watch it then, which I wish that I would have continued with it. But I caught up more recently, like I don't know, maybe six, seven months ago. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that this has become like an addiction. I just got a huge um, Neji. You don't know who he is yet, but you will. Um, <laughs> a Neji tattoo on my calf. And I went all the way to California to do it. Like, find, I found the right, like, tattoo artist to do it. And, um, yeah, like, I'm addicted. I have, like, tattoos of this. Like, I'm just, I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that was on my list of things to bring up to you because I feel like, you have so many anime tattoos and just things that relate to anime on you. And I, I, I love that because it's obviously it's something yeah. that you're passionate about. But so wait, you came all the way out to California. Did Was it a new tattoo artist that you were using that was good at that specific type of design? Yeah, so um, we had a show, I want to say it was in Ontario. Yeah, yeah it was a few weeks possibly. ago. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... I remember thinking, okay, like I have to plan things out exactly how they are. Like knowing, okay, I'm going to be here this day, here this day. What's around there? I think around the two hour mark is where um, he was located. And I just, I remember seeing his page and he like specialized in like anime tattoos. And I was like, this is the perfect person to do my Neji. And I'm just super excited about it. So after the show, drove two hours. Went, it was like one o'clock in the morning when we actually started to do it. And I remember the, sh the shop was closed, but they opened it just for me so they can do this. So um, heads up to, the, to them. I absolutely love them. Um, it was just, it was really, really cool. Um, but Visual Amore is his uh, handle. He's he's really cool, but he he's actually going to do the rest of my leg because once I saw how great Najee came out, he's just going to do my whole leg now. It's going to be a whole weeb leg. Yeah, I'm always amazed when I see someone that tells me like, oh, I got this tattoo on a whim and just went into the store and didn't like search the artist out on Instagram first to make sure that they do good tattoos and like put some research into it. Like this guy, I waited for like six months to get this tattoo because I wanted a very specific guy who did good designs. So that makes all the sense in the world to me. Absolutely. It's like if you're going to have it on your body for the rest of your life, you should probably like it at least a little. Just, just a little bit. All right, well, let's get back to wrestling <laughs> a little bit here. We got to talk about that, too, so everyone doesn't get mad at me. Uh, is there a difference in how you're approaching your character on TV now compared to when you were a manager? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, especially because before it was more about Andrade than it was me. And 
I remember thinking at one point, like, again, before coming to NXT, I had never been a manager before. I hadn't even thought about it. But I did love Paul Heyman and Sherry and Melina. And, you know, I was like, how can I blend these worlds to put it into this new manager character of mine? And, um, yeah, it, it just it, it started off something that I, I fell in love with eventually because I had no idea what I was doing at first. But uh, it's some it felt like lightning struck when I met him. And we just started to almost read each other's minds. And I know that that sounds crazy, but I literally can like look at him and I knew what he was thinking right away. So we can just go into whatever and we didn't even have to say anything. So that was a really magical thing that I feel like only happens once in a lifetime. But, um, you know, now the way I look at things is it's not just about someone else, but it's about me and how do I want people to perceive me and, um, I always feel like I have something to prove, especially because I started out as a manager. People think that that was all I'll ever be or that I ever was. So it's, it's like you're constantly trying to prove yourself. And now being queen, it's like you can shove it up their butts a little bit more, you know? <laughs> and in your own name <laughs> as opposed to in the name of somebody else. So that's that's got to feel yeah. nice. Well, since, since you, you know, had to kind of restart and learn how to be a manager uh, when you went to NXT, what, what was the best advice you received about being a manager and who was it from? Paul Heyman. <laughs> um, and I remember thinking too, because I, I want to say back in 2010 was my, yeah, 2010 March was my first ever tryout um, with WWE. And it was at FCW with uh, Norman Smiley and Steve Kern and, and that whole crew. And I remember thinking, like, okay, this is it. This is great, you know? Like, I'm going to get to WWE. I'm only 18 years old or whatever. And that clearly didn't happen that way. And I thought that that was the end of the world. And, you know, I thought, like, no, this is this is what I have to be. I have to be this wrestler and I have to do this. And, you know, again, it, it, it took a lot of growing up. It took a lot of experiences under my belt to, to figure out how I wanted to um, make an impact, I guess, when it came to being Selena and Paul was very like you know just be you and just dial it up more just just bring out that person that no one else is and you know because like he was like oh I like this person I want to be like this person or people tell me I look like this person I should be like that and he's like no just embrace who you are but just make it 10 times worse and just you know I don't remember exactly how he said it, and I'm sure if I did say a word for it, I'd get in trouble. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was it was basically just, you know, be that bitch, you know, like, you know, you're that bitch. just be that, bitch, you know, and just show people who you are and make people go. I want to be like Zelina. How long do you feel like it took before you were comfortable in that? Because that's not an easy thing to do to 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 push through that. Like, that's the hardest thing for an entertainer, I think, is to finally push through that but how long would you say it was until you were finally comfortable being a manager well there was one moment um because this this all started to happen really weird because it was like the um the movie fighting with my family we did that and then right after that is when i started in nxt and um <laughs> there was a lot of hey we don't know what you're doing yet but just try this promo with this guy talk for this guy it was all for andrade but talk for this guy and then just cut a random promo about whatever. And I was just winging it. It was just kind of coming out. I was like, let's just see what happens. You know, what's the worst that can happen at this point. Um, and then I just felt like I kept winging it, but didn't tell anyone. <laughs> and then, um, there was a point, oh my gosh, 
I think it was our first promo that we did, me and Andrade. And when I got to the back, Hunter came up to us and he's like, yeah, this is going to work. This is going to be great. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was the moment where I was like, okay, now I know what he wants. Because he was very tra- – like I, I needed someone to be transparent and go, this is what I want from you. This is what you're doing. Whatever. And then I can give you that. Um, but figuring out it's, it's a lot of winging it and hoping that it works. And, uh, luckily it did. So it was, it was that day that I was like, okay, I can breathe again and I can settle into this. So, yeah. So then I assume triple H was also fairly influential in helping you figure out yourself as a manager as well. As a manager, as a person, <laughs> yeah, we call him Papa H cause he, he's been there for everything. Like every part of our, um, career even on the main roster you know and anytime we had a question again professionally personally he was always there for us and um and I think too like he always kind of gave me that confidence that I needed like that extra little boost that I needed and you know he would say things like we have no one like there's no one like you right now not even on the main roster like you can do this and it just was little things that that I needed and just it helped I feel like it helped me like propel to the next level, you know? And um, I remember thinking at, oh gosh, I forget which, where we were backstage, but even when I told him like, Hey, um, I'm getting married. He's like, Oh, okay. So you and Andrade are getting married. I'm like, no, <laughs> me and Alistair. And he's like, what? Wait, you guys completely threw me off with that. I, Wait, I didn't even think that you guys were together. And I'm like, yeah, that was uh, hiding it for a very long time. <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and he was just so happy. And it just, he's like, oh, my babies are getting married, but not the babies that, you know what I mean? I'm just happy for you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so it's it really cool. He's, he's like, um, yeah, he's Papa H. I, I remember when uh, you did fighting with my family and I remember being at Staples when you guys filmed the big wrestling scene and being so stoked because that was one of the first times I'd sat in the front row and I remember they were like, we're going to film this after the show and then you come walking out and me and my friends were like, what? Like, no way, this is the coolest. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 it was, that's, that had to have been a very cool opportunity for you. Yeah, that was um, wild to say the least. Um, because I, even now I, I'm still blown away by it. Like I, I remember sitting in like airplanes and seeing people watch it. And I'm like, that's so weird. Oh my God. <laughs> you know. So, um, but it's, it's crazy because I remember thinking at that point, this was 2017 and I told Dwayne, I remember texting him. I was like, dude, I'm about to give up on literally everything wrestling. Like I don't want to have nothing to do with wrestling anymore. Like this is the umpteenth time that WWE said no to me. Like I'm over this. I don't want to do it anymore. And he's like, just give me a few days. Um, I have something that I'm working on. It's like, okay, okay. And then um, it was, it just so happened to be TakeOver. And th- the way that this played out was the weirdest thing. So I'm watching Andrade's match. I forget against who. I want to, I can remember who it was. But I, I'm looking at his match and William Regal calls me. And he's like, um, hey, kid, uh, do you speak Spanish? And I was like, yes why <laughs> and he's like actually no it doesn't matter i'll call you back and he hung up <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> uh sure all right cool so i kind of just like let it go and i'm like okay whatever um and then maybe an hour later Dwayne calls me he's like hey so i got this opportunity for you and i was like this wouldn't have anything to do with william regal calling me would it he's like no 
actually. But that's really cool. Anyway, so um, right into it. He just told me, he's like, so Paige has this documentary and this, that. And he's going into detail, like, you know, it's about her family and this. And then do you remember when she came back and, you know, uh, beat AJ for the title and all this stuff? And I'm like, yes, I'm trying to get on the thinking train here. Yes, I remember all these things. Yes, I know what you're talking about. And he's like, so this, that, this, that. And um, uh, I want you to be my Divas champion. And you don't even have to audition for the part. I know you can do it. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, are you what? And I just I remember I couldn't form words. I just remember like trying to form words and then crying and then just going like, wait, is this for real? Like, are you being serious? And he's like, no, I'm just calling you because I like to mess with your. Mo- of course, it's real. <laughs> so, um, it was it was just a mind blowing thing. And then I remember thinking like. Again, love you, so freaking thankful. Like, I can't wait to attack this, right? Then later on that night at, like, 2 in the morning, I'm like, why didn't William Regal call me? That's so weird. (laughs) What was that about then? And then um, then we do the movie, and then right after that, he calls me back again. He's like, hey, so I think uh, this is actually going to work. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, But it it gave me uh, an opportunity, because we had done tryouts among tryouts since 2010. Tryouts and tryouts, and it's the same thing. You go in and it's, you do a bunch of drills and workout and all these things and promos, but they don't actually get to see you. Willow, stop it. They don't actually get to see you in your, um, like actual I'm impressed, element that, in, like, I'm impressed that we've gotten 30 minutes into the interview without your cat interrupting yet though. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. She is just, well, there's seven of them, so she's just one of the many who are going to try and bother me during this. But, um, it, like I said, the, the, those trials don't give you, like, a real vision of seeing, you know, seeing the person in front of a crowd and seeing how they handle that. And I think the, the time I got to do um, the AJ promo and the match and how I handled all of that, it made them go, oh, okay, she can do this. And then it was, like, full speed ahead after that. Well, what did The Rock say when you saw him, uh, I believe it was this week, or no, last week, it's Monday now. Uh, what did he say last week when you saw him after you won the Queen's Crown Tournament? Um, He was stoked. It's just funny because, like, we, I feel like we can go forever without seeing each other, and then when we finally do, it's like no time has passed. And I just remember, like, being so happy to see him, and he's like, I'm so happy you're here, and I can't wait for you to see the movie. We were there for Red Notice, so... Um, which is awesome and we're gonna watch it again so it's I'm just it was one of those things where you can feel so happy for a person because you know how amazing of a human they are almost to the point where they're not human it's like you're so good you're like an alien um (laughs) you know it's just it's cool because I always I've always had his support and anything that I've had a question on or even the day that I was coming back to WWE um Maybe an hour before I went out I called him and I was like hey (laughs) I uh, I'm nervous and I how do I do this? How should I do this? And how should I attack this? And um, he would just give me so many good ideas and it just comes from a really good place. And I'm really, really thankful for him. Well, in talking about your return, how long before, how long before it happened, did you know that you were coming back? I always say, I don't really know until it actually happens. You know what I mean? Because you can know for a week or two and then it's like, Oh, actually we're going to, we're going to move it to here. or We're actually going to move it to here. So I always say, I didn't really know until my music hit. You know, because you just never know. You never know. And um, God, it feels like all of a blur. I don't even. Was that June when that happened? Uh, July, July, July. 
That's what I mean. I don't even know days anymore. <laughs> I don't know months. I don't even know what month we're in now. But I do, I remember the moments. And, and I remember thinking, like, as soon as my music hit, I'm like, oh, they can't take it back now. See ya. <laughs> Later's bye. <laughs> Running out as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, bye. Can't take it back. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be hard to keep a secret like that, though. Like, you're excited. You want to, like, work on stuff. Like, you want to get new gear. You want to do things. But you have to keep yeah. it so quiet and, and, and such a secret. That's got to be tough. Yeah. I mean, so I get new gear regardless. I know that this sounds weird. And maybe there are some people that do this. But I get new gear um, regardless. Because if I have a new idea for something that's not specific, like, it doesn't say selena on it or it won't say vega on it and there's a reason for that it's like i didn't really know where i was going to end up and when and how um but i did want a new and fresh look so that's you know that's ultimately where that came from well i guess that makes sense i mean uh, as long as it have your name on it, it it didn't spoil anything for whoever was making it i just i remember you yeah. were kind of frustrated about the the news of your return leaking beforehand though which i which understandably so yeah. Well, so <laughs> what made it funny is that at that time when it came out, I wasn't really back yet. Like it wasn't really a thing yet. So and, and I know that they were filming something for um, my husband. So that's initially what I was there for. So it made it funny because I was like, OK, this isn't really even 100 percent yet. They all over here talking like it is. But then you don't know the specifics, but I can't tell you the specifics. So just shut up. Like, just, just stop. <laughs> When it's meant to be, it's meant to be, if it's meant to be. And, you know, like, why take that away from the fans? Like, I think that that was one of my biggest issues with stuff like this. It's like, why ruin stuff when and I'm trying to tone my voice? Down. Uh, don't curse yet. Um, it's like, why ruin it and take moments away from the fans that are generally going to be like a really cool moment instead of, oh, I read on the internet that she was coming back anyway, so whatever. It's not even a big deal, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's not a huge deal when you already know about it. Yeah, so, as a former news guy, I understand. I, I, I'm now on the other side of it, and I, I feel like it's better to not spoil things because at the end of the day, yeah. we're watching the show. Like we're, we're going to watch it and all it's going to do is make the thing that we're watching less exciting. So it does end up exactly. hurting your own enjoyment at the end of the day. And then people go, well, there's no surprises anymore. And you go, well, you're reading them all <laughs> beforehand though. Like you're spoiling yourself. Like you're going and spoiling yeah. it yourself. And then you're mad that you're not surprised. It makes no sense to me. Um, but I mean, even with that yes. and, and with, <laughs> but even with that and like <laughs> when you've spoken out against Dave Meltzer and I talked about it in the beginning, you know, I, I respect that you're outspoken. I think that some people uh, are just okay sitting back and seeing people say incorrect things about them or talk crap about them. And I am one who maybe it's the, the Hispanic in me, but like, I'll say something back to the person, you know, I'll be like, no, I'll, I'm going to, you, I can dish it just like I can take it. So um, I, I like that you do the same. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, like, I and I remember when that all went down, I wasn't even talking about him. I was talking just in general. And because and, I had seen so many little things like, oh, uh, she like I, this one had me laughing so hard. It was like, oh, she's cheating on Alistair with Xavier or then she's doing this. And I'm like, where the hell are you guys getting this from? Like, where does where? it just it blows my mind sometimes. So like, though, that's where that was geared towards. But like I had said, 
if you feel like that shoe fits you, then that's your problem. That has nothing to do with me. So I'm not going to sit out here and like while you're attacking me, go, oh, my God, I know I hate you, too. Nah, nah, nah. Let me get on Twitter and start tweeting. And say, no, I'm just going to say, hey, if you think the shoe fits, homie, that's on you. But I'm moving on. So, you know, and, and that goes to anybody. I mean, it's like I get that people have like their jobs and what they can say. Listen, if you want to be credible, whatever. There are there are a few people that I can look at and go, OK. That is a cool, credible source if you get your you know, wrestling information. Because I know wrestling can be exciting and we all love it and, and we're passionate about it. But if it starts to creep into people's personal lives and it starts to, to mess with that and their peace, then that's where I have a problem with it. You know, and it's like, don't take something away from the fans. Because I, you know, there's so many moments where you could be as a wrestling fan, like sitting in the audience. And, oh, my God, Stone Cold Steve Austin just came back. Well, I knew because I read it on this, that, this, that website. So I'm cool come on you know <laughs> it's like the the guy yeah. who wants to spoil the magician's tricks and he's in the crowd be like well you know there's the thing right behind <laughs> the curtain right like you're not looking at that thing of the curtain right there like well dude i'm here to enjoy this like why are you saying that you know so i yeah i, yeah, I, I completely get that and i i feel like uh you know i when I was a reporter, I think you lose sight of that sometimes. Same for like the, mm -hmm. if you're affecting someone's mental health, like I think you can lose yeah. sight of that because you're like, well, I'm just doing my job. I, I cover the news for a living and news isn't always good. But um, I think that's why I got out of it and wanted to be more of an analyst and, and doing this was because I genuinely don't want to ever affect someone's mental health in a negative way anymore. And so, um, yeah, I, but it's easy to lose sight of that when you're a reporter. For sure. And on the flip side, I don't want to mess with their mental health either. So like, do you be like, but like, let's keep the peace here because the internet and, and social media is such a toxic place regardless that, you know, if we have, oh, this person's talking about this and we don't have a hundred percent facts on this, but we're just going to talk about it anyway, as if it is. Um, and then you get proved wrong, but then you will be like, oh, we had no information on that. It's like, let's just call it what it is, you know, like, Hey, messed up my bad, you know, but when you go out of your way to go, oh, I got no respect for this person. They're stupid. F that, this, that, this, that. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. On the, that's, that's cool for you. You do that. And what, what you're a fan of, you're a fan of like, good. And I want you to be a fan of that. And I want you to be passionate about that because whether it's where I work or anywhere else, like I have friends and family and in every, every place. And I want everybody across the board to do good. I want you know, people to be excited and been reporting about it and talking about it in the best way. So like, let's just find a good way to do that versus getting into fights on Twitter. Cause that's stupid beyond belief. Amen to that. Now, when did you first find Ooh. out WWE was doing a women's version of the King of the Ring tournament called the Queen's Crown? Well, funny enough, I read it on the internet. <laughs> I, was gonna, but... I was wondering that. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of spoiled it for me in a way too, because I was like, man, I would love to hear about this. Like, I don't know, from my job, because it's like, you know, I'd love to hear it from the horse's mouth and know that this is 100% actually happening instead of getting excited for something and then it doesn't actually happen. But um, yeah, I remember reading about it something like briefly on the internet. I was like, ah, that'd be really cool if it actually was a thing. Um, you know, because I just feel like WWE has taken so many steps to make the women important. And this is just another thing to, to do that. And I remember thinking, okay, this is real now. 
oh, that's a long plane ride. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was excited. I was excited. And I was like, okay. And, and whether winning it or not, I was just excited to do it and uh, to take part in it. Because same thing with Evolution. That was another, uh, that's a good picture, by the way. I like that one. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, you just, you're a part of history regardless. And because um, you're a part of it. You know, you get those genuine um, emotional moments. And I feel like those are the things that um, are kind of missing in, in wrestling. You know, it's like we used to without the Internet. We used to be like able to go to a show and go, oh, my God, I can't believe so-and-so won. Did you see Ray Mysterio? You actually beat this person. And like it's just it's, it can be mind blowing. And like I genuinely miss those times because like, for instance, and this is funny because it's a true story and I still have the video of it because um, my mom recorded it, but we were at Madison Square Garden and my little brother, he was so pissed off. And mind you, King Booker was my favorite king ever. So I actually called him um, right around this happening. And I was like, I need your help. <laughs> I need your opinions. And, you know, how can I just even get a piece of, you know, where you took this, you know? And and he was amazing. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that conversation too. But when I was, I want to say like 16 or so, we went to um, Madison Square Garden, my brother, my little brother, I don't remember how old, he was really young though. And he had three signs. One of them said King Booger. And it had him with his pinky up and my brother, like he printed out a big picture of a nose and he put it on top of it. And I was like, oh, you're going to get us kicked out of here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, there was a couple other signs, but that one stood out to me. And when he's holding it up and yelling at Booker, I was like, oh, God, like, this is bad. And then um, Booker, like, while I think it was during the commercial break, he turns to my brother and him and Charmel are yelling at him. And he's having such a good time. And I'm like, man, this is what it's supposed to be. This is what wrestling is. And it's what it's for. And if you can pull those emotions out of people that's what we want you know and i i miss those feelings and that's why i feel like um spoilers suck <laughs> and that's why i feel like you know this is where it's it's missing a little bit and we can rekindle that if we just kind of figure it out and i don't know it's it's too like that same show my other brother was there and he at that point thought oh wrestling's not cool anymore and you know it's whatever I'll go with you guys, but I think it's, it's like super whack. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, but the whole show, like we're all happy and we see like Mick Foley and you know, he still doesn't care. He's just sitting there, not doesn't care. And then I think it was, um, I don't know if it was like Saturday night's main event or something that they were filming after the show. Um, Stone Cold was the surprise guess because it was an actual surprise so as soon as you heard the glass shatters i have never seen my brother levitate before um but he did he <gasps> levitated he was like jumping and screaming and clapping going crazy and i was like what happened to wrestling not being cool anymore and he's like shut up man like let me enjoy this you know like, nobody's gonna know whatever <laughs> as soon as we get home <laughs> as soon as we get home my mom goes hey we saw you guys on tv and i was like oh during what part <laughs> and she's like oh you know when like stone cold came out timmy was like going crazy and i was like cool can you just 
Send that to me so I can show all his friends. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, like I'll, I missed that. I'll never forget having a similar story with my stepmom where we went for my birthday when I was a kid and she was always like making fun of us for watching wrestling. Like this is dumb. Me and my dad and my brother loved it. And it was always like dumb, 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 fine. I'll go, but I don't care. I don't care. And the whole show, it was just like, like rolling her eyes the whole time. And I'll never forget. Then the Godfather comes out. And the Godfather comes walking out with the hoe train and he gets in the ring and he does his whole spiel before. And then he goes, time to come aboard the hoe train. And I look over at my stepmom and she's cheering for the hoe train. And she's like, hoe train. And I'm like, what is, what? The hoe train is the thing of all the things that you like here? The hoe train is the thing that got you excited? So I, I completely understand that. But I will say, to your point, I think that because you and I live on the internet, probably to, to a certain degree, we're always on there, bored easily. We're always scrolling, doom scrolling, yeah. whatever. Um, I think for you and I and others who are always on the internet, we feel that way about the crowds. But that's why when I go to a show live, it always like renews my passion for wrestling because you see the people in the crowd who don't live online and you see who, who aren't reading every single spoiler and aren't reading every negative take and they're just loving the show. They're just having so much fun in the moment, having no idea what's gonna happen, booing the bad guys, cheering the good guys, getting caught up in it and I go, this is what wrestling is supposed to be. It's easy, you know, when you cover it or when you work in it to, to you know, get in that bubble. But when you like for one second can just step outside of the bubble and see how great it is for the people who don't obsess over it. Um, that's when, for me, wrestling comes alive again. It renews my entire passion for what I do. Oh, totally. And that's why I like messing with the kids. They're so funny. Because like, I know that they're probably not online. And if they are, they're under some random profile telling me how much I suck. But, oh, here's Blue. Oh, okay, hey. let's, let's not do that now because... <laughs> For those of you listening to the podcast, the cat just woke. The cat walked right in front of the camera and stopped there. <laughs> and then he knocks over. He has a really big tail. He hasn't grown into it yet, so um, he just knocked over my light. Thank you. Okay, go away. Go away. Um, but no, that's why I like messing with the kids because they're so funny. Like if you're coming down um, the ramp now, I'm seeing like a lot of them bowing to me, which I think is really funny. Um, or like somebody will go, like once the lights have gone out, I know that we're off air. Um, I see like as I'm heading back up like oh Selena and they'll like like reach their hand out and they really want to like get a handshake or something and I always go and then I'll take it away and they're like no and then you'd see like their soul leaving them and then I go back and I'm like I'm just kidding relax <laughs> you know so it's <laughs> it can be so fun like it that's where I'm like man I love just be, like the fact that they know you they know your character and then sometimes it's the opposite where it's like you'll go to like give them a hand you know like a whatever and uh you'll move and they'll go oh i expected that you know like whatever like it's it's cool so it's just i love i love the passionate side of it because that's why i got into it like when you hear the rock talk about like the most electrifying crowd in sports and entertainment you it's like you think you know what that means until you're standing there and a moment happens for me it was um money in the bank when i was on natalia's back and she was like slowly fading and then my hand like touches the briefcase and i heard the crowd come up that was that moment for me and i was like holy crap like this is a real thing that's just it was in, it was insane you know so but again if you can pull that out of people it was always like the best thing i remember I, let's 
pulling things out of people. Um, when I was like super into the Jeff Hardy entrance, uh, I would have my mom, my mom would come to the show. Too, she loved it. like my whole family. They used to make like huge, just bring it signs. And it was insane. But you know, just to have like, see Jeff Hardy do his entrance and he's doing his thing. I had gotten so excited because I heard the music and I was pumped and I had caffeine for some reason. So I stood on the, <laughs> I stood on the guardrail that they had and I'm doing it. My brother's like, she's going to die. Stop. Stop doing that. <laughs> like, they all try to like hold on to me and I was just so into it. And I'm like, man, the fact that they were able to get me to leave my feet, like that's the kind of stuff that I want to, I want to pull out of people and even like live winning um, this, this past uh, Monday, as soon as her music hit and they knew that she won, they were so happy. And then like all of us were all happy for each other. So it was, it was a really cool moment to go, Oh man, good. You know, like how cool was that? You know, we got to leave happy and go home and be happy for the week, you know, and look forward to the next thing. Well, I mean, it was awesome to see when you, when you did that for people, because when you won the queen's crown, they were cutting to little girls in the crowd cheering you on. And it was so moving to see, you know, the other little, these little girls in the crowd in Saudi Arabia cheering you on for winning. It just felt like, um, I don't know, I, got, I get goosebumps thinking about it because it was just so special. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was special to me too, because like, you know, you're not just representing for you and the company and your family, but also for all of them. And like, you think you know what that means until again, you're standing there and you're living it and you're actually seeing it and seeing like even the, the, the playback, seeing those little girls like jumping up and clapping and, and even seeing the guys bowing to me there. I was like, what? This is like the most mind blowing thing I've ever been a part of, um, you know, and then just to stand there and actually go, holy crap, you actually won. Like, I remember thinking as I was trying to mess with that freaking cape, <laughs> I was like, I don't even care. <laughs> it's okay. I just, and as I'm like slowly putting it on, I was like, I don't know if you can bleep this out. I was like, bitch, you made history. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, this is all you've ever wanted to do since you were eight years old. Like, that is just insane. Insane. Like, I remember being four years old and going, like, oh, I'm going to be a wrestler. Like, you know, and everybody, mom's like, oh, yeah, sure you are. Sure you are. This is going to be great. Yeah. You know, and then now, you know, she's coming to the shows. Like, again, there's just some things that you aren't really prepared for completely until they happen. And that's definitely one of those things was, um, was crown jewel. I feel like it'd be so hard to have your mom sitting in the crowd front row while you're trying to heal it up and you're not going to get and not get an emotional while you like see that knowing that you used to be sitting there next to her as a fan. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is my mom. Oh my gosh. She's so funny. She, she calls me randomly and will go, Hey, so I got this idea. You know what you should do? I was watching uh, this soap opera and you should do this because, you know, you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're a bad girl. So you should do this and, and you should probably say it like this. And there's this novella that you should watch because you can pull from this girl. She kind of reminds me of you a little bit. She's a little, you know, but she <laughs> take from her, you know, like just little things. And I'm like, mom. And she was like, well, what, what would happen if like, you know, you and Bianca did this thing and all of a sudden it turns out that like you're, you're like twins somehow or like you're related. And then this, I was like, mom, this, that doesn't work like that. Okay. <laughs> you just do that. Which <laughs> is like, but it can. I'm sure it can. It's, it's, it's wrestling. Anything can happen. And I'm like, no, mom, it does, I love you, but no, it's, thank you. She, she just enjoys the, the heel side of me so much that even if I did see her, 
I think my goal at that point would be to make her laugh, which doesn't take much. So that's uh, that'd be cool for me. Yeah, I, my friend Jamie had a wrestling show out here recently, like an indie show. And his dad came to the show and he was like, I hope my dad doesn't get nervous when I'm selling. And I was like, dude, if your dad gets caught in the moment, that means you did your job. That's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> he was like, no, nope, don't want him to freak out about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, so what kind of legacy do you want to bring to the Queen's Crown since you're the first one? You've talked about how you grew up watching King of the Rings. You liked King Booker. What stamp do you want to bring to the crown? I just want not only like for people to go, oh, Zelina was the first one, but I also want to hear, oh, she was my favorite one, though. So it's, you know, again, and that's, that's one of the things that um, Booker and I were talking about. He's like, if you're looking at wrestling, you're looking at the wrong thing. You need to watch like, movies and moments and real people because that that's where the real emotion comes from. And, um, you know, I didn't want to do too, anything really similar to him because, I, like, no one will ever be King Booker and Queen Charmel. Um, they're untouchable in, in my eyes. But I remember talking to Vince about um, an accent, and I don't even think that he knew that I can actually kind of do an accent and make it just like I've been trying to make it sound worse and worse every time I do it <laughs> but um you know it's just it's it's an added layer which just makes it more fun and you know I keep people keep like tagging me and oh uh that's not how we do the accent or like that's that's that sounds a bit Australian all of a sudden and I'm like yeah that's the point <laughs> I want you to not like it I'm a bad girl you're not supposed to like me but you know it's just even silly things like I want to make people laugh too. like it, the, the backstage where all the girls are screaming at each other and freaking out and I'm sitting there waving and just enjoying waving at no one. Um, you know, it's just stupid things like that that people hook on to. And that's the things that people remember because they can be like, oh, yeah, sure. They were arguing. But did you see Selena being stupid and waving at no one? Like, that's just hilarious. You know, so stuff like that, you know, and it's just I'm, I'm trying to take this to the point where people go, yeah. She was the first, but she was my favorite. And uh, lastly, what are some other goals that you still want to accomplish in WWE? Oh, my God. So, and, I, and I've said this to myself because I'm all about manifestation and I'm all about, like, the fact that you... I've seen so many times where the things that you think are impossible are completely possible. So, for me, it's like, I want to keep making history in WWE. When you thought that there wasn't any other first that can go to anybody else, like, you know, there all of a sudden was, and it was the Queen's Crown tournament. And it went to me. So I'm like, I can not only be the first queen, but now I can be the first queen that was also the Raw Women's Champion, you know? So that's that's ultimately next where I want to go is, is to just keep making history in ways that, you know, they make possible for us. So... Yeah, definitely going for the uh, the, the well, uh, Raw Women's Championship. Thea, come on. So <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going a little long here, and I apologize for that. But you you said something to me, and I want to ask you about it just real fast. Uh, the the manifestation thing. Do you think that manifestation actually works? Because I do. So that's why I'm I'm asking. Yeah, no, I do, I do, and and I've had so many examples to where it actually happened. Um, that I, there's no way that it can't be at this point, you know, like I've, I remember putting, especially to my return, um, I wanted to come back and I wanted to be a part of this again. And I just remember thinking like, I am here, I am doing this. I'm, I'm wrestling for WWE again. I'm doing this. I'm a part of it again. And just, you know, I have a bunch of crystals too. And I have, and actually funny enough, um, <laughs> I feel like people are knowing that my worlds blend so much because once I did actually like, I remember coming to the back after I won the crown, 
And I spoke to Vince and we had an amazing moment there. And then with everybody else, like one of the things that you look forward to if it does happen is like when you come back from the curtain and people clap for you, like that's, it's your peers and you're like, you know, your higher ups, like showing respect. And that's such a cool freaking moment. And when they did that, I was like, Whoa, okay. This is what this feels like. That's awesome. And then, um, you know, the girls all being happy for you and coming and, um, I remember Bianca specifically, like she had came to me before and like hugged me really tight and she's like, you're going to kill it. And despite it being really, really hot out, like all you can think about was how amazing this moment was and how I had manifested it. And I feel like I did because I kept saying, this is going to happen for me. This is going to like, I'm going to make history. I'm going to do these things. And boom, now I'm the queen's, you know, I'm now in the queen WWE, which is crazy to say, but you know, I, I definitely do believe in that. And um, again, I think this is where people see that whether I talk about Naruto too much, talk about Pokemon too much, or uh, crystals in manifestation, Sasha got me a Bulbasaur that was in the form of a crystal. Oh, that's um, awesome. For when I did win it. So, yeah, it's just little things like that. I'm like, man, this is such a crazy thing. And, and four year old Theo would be freaking out right now. Yeah, I always. I always feel like manifestation is important too and just putting stuff out there because similarly like I've done things that I probably shouldn't have ever done but you know I kept putting it out there that I wanted to do it and, and it happened so that's the only reason I asked that all right well you've only got a few days left but make sure you manifest a win at Survivor Series that's what you got to do next that's my next thing is like <laughs> is is that but it's also hey maybe there's other things to Queen Zelina that are going to come together soon. Maybe, maybe there's going to be different layers to her that people are going to get to know, or, you know, I just feel like now I want to make this mine. And I actually told him, I was like, you guys realize what you did, right? <laughs> like you realize the person that you put to do this because like, you, you want me to do the most, but I'm gonna do the utmost. And now we're gonna like, okay, you want the, I want a royal stool. I want all these things. I've, I've like, I have all these ideas. Like you guys have no idea. The, the fact that this happened from the, plane ride going back all i've been doing is thinking about how i can make this like super cool and and i think going forward um it's it's gonna get even better so i'm, I'm really really excited i feel like you and woods are gonna be in competition now where you're both just gonna be trying to out up each other and he's gonna get a throne you're gonna get a cooler throne he's gonna <laughs> get a scepter you're gonna get a cooler scepter and you guys just have to keep going back and forth with it oh my god i love him so much and i have so much respect for him like he is someone that I'm just like in awe of all the time because the fact that he's wanted this for so long and it actually gets to happen. I'm like, ah, that's the moment that I'm talking about and nobody spoiled it and it was so good. And, and we all enjoyed it because you know that Woods deserves it, you know, and he and he's another one. He's has so many ideas and so many things that he's going to take this to the next level. And everybody says, man, they really chose the right people for this. And I'm like, you have no idea. This is what happens when you take two nerdy kids that were made fun of their whole life and you put them in this kind of position. Um, really cool things happen. So we're like, I remember when we won, we were like, did the gamer king and queen really just come to life? Like, is this really what just happened? <laughs> so he's like, oh my God, like, it's so cool. And and now, like, I get to see him at Survivor Series. So maybe some stuff will come there, you know, like, I hate that we're on separate brands, but I also feel like it gets to give the attention that each one needs separately. And um, But we're also going to do some really cool stuff together. But yeah, we are like the gamer king and queen, and we love anime, and we have all these things. And yes, I, I always said I want to be the first um, Hokage of WWE. And if you know Naruto, you know what I'm talking about. Um, well, hopefully that's explained in the first five episodes that I have to watch. 
<laughs> um, it will be. It'll okay, be. good. And good. Um, yes. that's yeah. That's why I wore like white and red. Um, like and white and red is part of like the Hokage's look. So I'm like, I want to bring Hokage colors into things. I want people to go, oh my god, she's dressed as Itachi. I know what this is. I know what this is. Oh my god, she loves Rock Lee. Like this. The, you know, I'm I'm not only just doing this for me, like I'm really doing this for people like me, you know, like for my family and everyone, but just people who were made fun of in school for being, you know, for liking anime or wrestling and, and having them on your locker and, and being a gamer and being able to beat everybody else. You know, like I'm doing this for you guys and just know that like no matter what, we, we have representation. Not only am I... Um, the representation for for gamers and anime lovers and you know but also for latinos and it's just been such a big thing for me to to bring that and i feel like even more now not only you're the first queen but first like latina to represent that in that way and it's so so cool love it that's the best way to end this because you are an inspiration <laughs> for that specific reason thank you so much for doing this today i really appreciate it Thank you. I can I can go and talk for hours, but you know. <laughs> well, we'll save that. We'll save <laughs> that for another you. podcast. Hopefully, I get I get to do this for a long time, and you'll come on here again. Yeah, manifest it. See. See exactly, exactly. I'm gonna have a hundred <laughs> episodes here, so we'll we'll and, and beyond. So we'll have plenty of time. Don't worry. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this today. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right. Now, don't forget to watch Survivor Series this weekend. Like I said, she's going to be in one of the annual five-on-five -five elimination matches where Raw and SmackDown battle for brand supremacy. It's going to be awesome. You don't want to miss it. Also, Big E versus Roman Reigns. Come on. That's going to be something that is going to rule. I can't wait for that one. Also, make sure you subscribe to Out of Character on your preferred podcast platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever. Make sure you subscribe to Out of Character on there. And if you can, leave a review or a rating as well. Also, make sure you follow the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. There's clips of Raw, SmackDown, NXT every week, and the full version of this show every Monday at 9 a.m., where I'm in the live chat with all of you as well. So please, please, please go subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel and all of our social media pages as well. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff on social media you can find on the WWE on Fox pages. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.